Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? Joe McCall, and I am doing this live at you right now in the Joe McCall office studios. <laughs> Today on the REI Secrets webinar series, we are going to go look at a couple of deals and make some offers. Would you like to see how I come up with comps, come up with maybe some estimated repairs, come up with a cash offer, a lease option offer, owner financing offer? Would that be of any interest to you guys? I hope so. And I'm excited about this. Thank you. We have about oh, a bunch of people here live in Zoom, and I'm streaming this right now to the YouTubes and the Facebooks. So if you are um, watching us live, say hi, and please like the video right now. Give me a thumbs up, please, and subscribe to this YouTube channel, like my Facebook page, and just say hi. Tell us where you are from. Tell us what you think. I'd love to know what you think of these videos. Do you feel like the quality is good? The audio, the video, is it good? Is it boring? Is it exciting? Is it helpful? Is it useful? I'd love to know. I'd love to get your feedback. I look at your comments and I really, really appreciate them. So again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please right now, give me a thumbs up, like this video and subscribe to the channel. I come out with about two videos a week doing cool stuff like this. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I just want to make sure you're enjoying it too. All right. So you guys here on Zoom, thanks for being here. And, uh, I appreciate the thumb. You guys are giving me thumbs up in Zoom. That's nice. I appreciate that as well. Okay. So what I want to do is I asked the, uh, my students who are here on Zoom to give me a couple addresses of some properties. And I'm going to go just look at them. I have zero idea what is in or what's going on with any of these properties. And I want to make some offers. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up my offer, my automated offer pro software here. And I'm going to share with you my screen. And if you want access to this thing, you can get it. All right. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this with you and uh, right now. All right. If you want this software, it's included in my Partner with Joe class. If you go to partnerwithjoe.net, partnerwithjoe.net. Let me make sure I have your attention here. Partnerwithjoe.net. If you go to partnerwithjoe.net, you're going to get this software. It's called Automated Offer Pro, and it helps you calculate cash offer, two different lease option offers, and two different owner financing offers. And it gives you the, the contract, the proposal, the letter to send to the sellers explaining the offer, either the cash offer, selling the cash offer, selling the lease purchase offer, and selling the owner financing offers. All right. In this part of my course, I have a video that shows you how to use this. And then here is the actual software itself. It's called Automated Offer Pro. I built this with some help. And I'm just going to walk through this. Now, uh, some I don't know anything about this deal, so I'm just going to make some assumptions. And I don't even remember who sent... I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the person who sent this to me. But uh, let's go to Zillow. You know what? Yeah, okay. Sometimes Zillow on Chrome gives me a hard time. Belvedere, that property is not coming up. So again, let me... Uh, I'm coming at this kind of raw. Let's look at Google Maps and see the kind of address this is on Google Maps. I'm going to copy that here, put it here paste, enter. So it's not showing up on, this house doesn't show up on Zillow. Why not? What is this? So is this the house right here? Let me look at the Zoom chat and see if I can find anything out. Oh, it's 531 Pearl Street. Okay. 
Let's try 531. There we go. Belvedere, where is that? This is a house that's currently listed for sale. Been on the market one day. All right. Just curious, whoever posted this deal, Beverly, where did you where did you get this property from? The home is being sold for they want okay. This she says here the seller is open to doing a lease option. It's being listed right now for 190. The seller is open to doing a lease option. So how did you find this deal, Beverly? By the way, uh, Joseph says here, Automated Offer Pro is great. It saves me a lot of time. I got it as part of the Partner with Joe program. So yeah, again, go to partnerwithjoe.net and I'm going to show you how we can make a quick and dirty offer, a quick and clean offer with this property right here. Now I want a little bit more information on this thing, right? So I'm going to, let's look it up on Google Maps. I'm going to paste this in there. All right. And let's zoom out so we can kind of see where in Illinois this is. I have a feeling it's, oh, I was going to say near Chicago. Looks like it's a suburb of Rockford, Illinois. And by the way, let's say you were doing deals in Chicago. Would you look at this deal? This house is maybe, you know, I want to guess it probably takes an hour, two hours with traffic to get to downtown from there, an hour without traffic. Would you look at this deal thinking, oh man, that's way out in the country. That's way too far away. I don't want to do that kind of a deal because there wouldn't be any buyers for it. If you think that you are gravely mistaken because there's a lot of opportunity in small markets. And Beverly said here, someone I know called me about the house. They would like to buy it. Okay. So let's look at the street view. Kind of like to see what does a neighborhood look like when I'm looking at a deal. <laughs> so this uh, this is funny. See this? This camera must have caught a tree limb <laughs> because this tree limb is, um, oh, it's not there. Well, if we move this way, I can't move. Anyway, let's just look at this neighborhood. There's the tree limb again. Did you see that? All right, never mind. There it is. This looks like a good neighborhood, right? Nice small town. Let's look at it one more time there. Driveway might need some work. Is this a multifamily house? Is it, it shares a driveway, which is interesting. Not a big deal, maybe. <clears throat> so yeah, I love small towns. Love small towns. One of the other things I like to look at when I'm looking at a deal is what does the neighborhood around that property look like? If you see a bunch of vacant lots, that tells me it's in an area where there's a lot of abandoned homes. Maybe it's not the best area to be in. You know, is it near some industrial buildings? Is it next to a railroad track? Is it close to a river? What are the neighbors? Do you see a lot of cars on the front lawn? So this looks like a decent area, close to downtown, maybe, of that little town. All right, I like it. Now, one of the other things I like to do is to see what, what can we see on Redfin? One of the things that we also talked about in this workshop that I just did was uh, we never do too much research on a property before we call the seller. It's easy to fall into the trap of doing a bunch of research, trying to see, get as much information as you can about the house before you call the seller. But usually that's just a big, big, huge time suck. It's a big waste of time. You don't want to do that. It's a nice house. Kind of crazy. You know, and I, I don't know if many buyers are going to be all that interested in this kind of a pink choice in their room. It's a good, nice house. I like it. All right. So they're asking 190. I'm going to write these things. 3,200 square feet. That does not look like a 3,200 square foot house. I would imagine that includes the finished basement. There is no garage. So maybe it, maybe it is. Well, there's a garage in the back. I would bet you anything that 3,200 includes. Is there a finished basement? Uh, this looks like a basement. No. It doesn't. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. This looks like a pretty tiny house, 3,200 square feet. Maybe it doesn't have a basement. All right, well, we'll go with it. It is listed on the MLS. It's listed with an agent, with a realtor. So you would think that they would have that correct. It's built in 1910. So it's an older house. 
All right. So here in the software, Automated Offer Pro, the first, there's five or six different pages here. Your info, property info, after repair value, cash offer, lease option, owner financing. I'm going to look at one more thing here. Realtor.com. I'm going to put that property address in here. Sometimes I like to see, I'm looking for what are they saying the property is worth? And sometimes you'll see that in here. Here we go. All right. So core, do you see that right there? It's really small in this area right there. I'm scrolling all the way over. So core logic, this is from realtor.com, says it's worth 172400 And Quantarium, if I've, ne- I've never heard of that before, is worth, they say it's worth 177338 Okay. Sometimes you get an estimate of value on Redfin. Sometimes not. Like if it's listed for sale, they're not going to tell you what the estimated value of the house is. You're not going to get much from there. Sometimes Zillow will tell you this estimate. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Zestimate is, do you see that? 206,700. I'm needing this for the next part of my offer here. And I'm going to go to propstreamjoe.com. Propstream is amazing. If you don't have Propstream, you need to get it. Just go to propstreamjoe.com. You get a seven-day trial. When you log in, takes a minute here. Sometimes you get values from trulia.com and realtytrack.com. So some of these websites that I'm going to to get values of properties, realtytrack.com, trulia.com, which is owned by Zillow. So sometimes you don't get much different, but one of the I'll show you one of the things I like about Trulia here in a second. You're going to get some a property value from PropStream Joe, which is awesome. You're going to get some values here from realtor.com. Redfin many times gives you their Redfin estimate if it's not listed, actively listed for sale. And of course, then you get values from Zillow. And what I like to do to determine the ARV is I will average them. I'll average them to get an estimated ARV. So look at PropStream. We're going to click this button here. Their estimated value is 176, 176027. And their estimated rent, 1448. Because we're going to average, see the rents right there? We're going to average the rents. Now, sometimes you get some good information on these uh, on these properties. This one has been owned by the seller for uh, almost six years. It's not an absentee owner. Elizabeth Vinnick owns it here. And um, how much equity does she have? Well, this it says NA. They don't know. So some counties... Some markets will just, they don't know mortgage information, so they can't get it. But yeah, it was sold for 123 back about six years ago. So there's no information on the mortgage. Maybe it means there isn't a mortgage. Don't know. All right. What's interesting is they still say here, 3,200 square feet, three beds, two and a half baths, which is interesting because the listing says four beds, four baths. Redfin says four and three and a half. All right. Something that we definitely want to talk to the seller about, right? Or the realtor. Okay, you can see there's no liens and there's not even a... All right, never mind. I won't talk about that. Okay, here's the house on Trulia. One of the things I like about Trulia is if you click on the map, I think it's right here. If you click on the map, you can click on crime and this will tell you the crime of the neighborhood. What's it like? If you zoom out, the lowest, it's a good, it's lowest. It's a light blue. I hope you can see that. I'm gonna zoom out again. And now you can see kind of where the dark blues are. And this is where light, light blue is. And over here on the on the right, you can also see kind of the, the things that there are. There's assault and vandalism and burglary. And when you get into the darker areas, that's generally an area. It's not a like it's a means it's a bad area. It's just like that may not be where you want to own uh, rental property. That may not be a good fix and flip area. Um, you're, you're just going to find, generally speaking, cheaper properties in those uh, darker areas. <clears throat> so this home is in a good area. You can also look at, I don't know, school street view map, photos, things like that, which is interesting, which you get that from Trulia. 
Sometimes here from Trulia, you'll get also um, the estimate of value, but I don't see it here. I, I think now in this zip code, the typical home value is 181. So I'm going to write that down 181787. Also, sometimes you can see the estimated rent here. I'm looking for estimated rent. I know in realtor.com, you scroll down, you can see estimated rent sometimes, but not this time. It's interesting. Sometimes you see this stuff, sometimes you don't. What does Zillow say the estimated rent is? Tell me if you see it. Oh, it's always interesting to look at the price history too, right? I'm getting close. I feel it. There it is. Wow. They're estimating 2033. Rent's estimate is 2033. So interesting is lately I've been noticing trends in big differences. It used to be different sites like Zillow, PropStream, and I'll look at Rentometer in a minute, would all have similar rent ranges. And uh, now they're starting to get varied quite a bit. And I don't know know what to think of that, but that's the way it is. All right. So let's look at uh, Realty Track here real quick. Realty Track, huh? It says it's off market, but their estimated value is 192,640. Sometimes again, you can see the estimated rent. Ah, this is interesting. Realty Track tells you what the Zillow estimate is. That's interesting because Zillow won't tell you what this estimate is because it's on Zillow for sale. So I'm going to write this down. So I'll show you where it goes in the calculator here in a minute. All right. I want to look at one more thing. I want to go to Rent-O-Meter to see what they say the rent is. I'm going to paste the address right there. I'm going to do four beds. Analyze. The median rent is $1,850 in that neighborhood. Now, how they get that, I don't know. Average, but they look at some other similar properties that are listed for rent. And we will also, I'll, I'll show you in Zillow what else I do. $1,850. Uh, let's look here at Zillow. They're estimating 2033, right? Let's close that. That house that we're looking at is right in the center of this map. I'm going to look for rent, make sure we're looking at houses only. Hopefully this works for me in Google Chrome and it's not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look in Safari. I'm going to do a new screen share here. Okay. So now I'm in Safari, in Zillow on Safari, and this will work better for me. So the house that we're looking at is right in the center of this map. I'm looking for properties for rent that are three plus bedroom, houses only, and let me uh, remove the square footage filters. All right. And now let's start zooming out. I'm looking for rental comps. Zoom out again. Zoom out again. There's not a lot, is there? Holy smokes. There's one for $16.95. Let's remove boundary. Zoom out again. Now we're getting up over here into Rockford. So what I'm looking at is, all right, well, what is the competition? If somebody's looking for a rental property in this area, what is it like out there? These are smaller homes. This is $13.45, $16.95. You know, the other thing this tells me is I have a good feeling if I get this under a contract, a lease option, I am going to find a ton of interest. I'm going to get a lot of calls on these properties. $1,723.50. It's a similar house. $1,895. Wow, $2,950. I'm out into Rockford. Let me zoom out one more time. Now I got a lot more. So let's do four plus bedrooms. Now I have six. This one's $1,850, $1,700. Yeah, I don't feel good because Zillow says this estimate, the estimate for their rent is $2,033. I don't feel good about asking, trying to get $2,000. I would feel better around the, you know, if it's a nice house, it does look like, I, I feel better around the $1,795. All right, what does this matter? If we're making lease option offer, we want to know what we can rent it for. And all I'm doing here is looking at, well, what is the competition? Eventually, I'm going to get a leasing agent. The leasing agent is going to find me a tenant. 
and they're going to tell me what it would rent for. But I'm going to go with $17.95 to be my estimated rent. All right. So let me sh- go back to my offer here, my offer software. All right. You see my screen? I just did a bunch of work. I, again, looked at the values on Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, PropStream, Trulia, Realty Track. Realtor.com gave me values from CoreLogic and Quantarium. And I got a bunch of numbers here. All right. So the next thing is I'm going to go here to property info and I'm going to put the seller's name because I'm going to send the seller an offer. And it's Elizabeth Vinnick, I believe. And I did not get her permission to uh, talk about her house, but hopefully she's not mad. All right. So now I'm pasting the address in here because this is what's going to go on the letterheads on the on the offer that we send to her. It's going to fill out the contracts and the letters and all of that. Okay. And her address is the same. The mailing address for the seller is the same as the property address. Copy, paste. So I just have now the property address, seller mailing address, seller name. And I get that from propstreamjoe.com. The other cool thing is uh, it, when, when you're looking at PropStream, it tells you all the other properties that this person owns. And there'll be a link or a button here called linked properties. And that's really helpful to find out if they're you know an active investor and stuff. All right, now we go to next. We're in the after repair value. This is how I like to determine my ARV. And you can spend a lot of time doing this, but I'm just quick and dirty in and out. I want to I want to get the quick value of what I feel like the property is worth after it's all fixed up. Okay. So Zillow was 206. 600. Trulia didn't give me one. Oh, Trulia did give me like the, the average value of the houses in that area is 181,787. This was the average of properties in that zip code. Uh, Redfin didn't give me anything, did it? No. Realtor.com gave me the Quantar. They gave me CoreLogic. So I'm going to do 172,400. And then um, Quantarium, remember that? Quantarium. I'm just typing this in 177,338. I also could put, you know, I could just put here like the uh, the list price is what, 190? I can use that in kind of my average calculations here, right? PropStream, Joe, the value was 176.027. What else did we have? CoreLogic with this right here, CoreLogic, Ontarium, List, Prop, Zillow, Realty Track. Realty Track gave us 192.640. I think I got it all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So the average now is what? 185. 185. Now you put in what ARV you want to use. Let's just use that. I like it. So the ARV, the after repair value, is probably a little less than what they're listing it for. Normally, when sellers list a property, they push up the value a little bit. We'll see. But I, I let's go with 185. Now, the other thing you could do, and let me show you Redfin here because this is, I, I really like Redfin for this. I'll show you why. Let me move my camera thing here. This is the property right here on Redfin, right? If I click on this map and then I click on this map nearby homes for sale. Cool thing about this, as long as Redfin is available in your area, and I really recommend you get used to and familiar with Redfin because like we we, we talked to some sellers live in this workshop that I just did. And we were talking to a couple sellers live on the phone. And while I was talking to them, I was able to pull up the property on Redfin and Zillow, look at what the comps were while I was there on the phone with them. And so right now, if I go in here and I zoom out a little bit, I'm not doing many filters, but these are active properties. I'm sorting this by price. Let me just do a house here. Let's do minimum beds three real quick. And let's do, uh, let's do at least 2,000 square feet. Okay. Then I'm going to zoom out. Now I have, well, it's only one home for sale. Zoom out again. Now we've got six homes for sale. and sort this by price. So when I'm talking to the seller and they're saying their house is worth 
200,000. I'd say, oh, okay. So I'm just looking here and I see that there's a house here for 155, 185, 190, 190. Um, so I'm sure your house is nicer, right? But what what do you think the difference is? What's going on out? You know, I'm I, I, I don't know the market as well as you do. I don't know this na- area as well as you do. But why is your house worth 200 and these things are selling for 185? Why would I want to buy your house for 200 when I can buy this one for 185 here? This looks like a nice house, four bedroom, a little smaller than yours. You know, you see what I'm saying? So while you're on the phone, many times the seller will not give you their price. They're just like, ah, oh, whatever, make an offer. But if you can pull up the property like this real quickly and look at what other similar properties are selling for, you might get an idea of kind of just get from them the ballpark of what they're looking at. You can, if you tell them, well, you know, I'm seeing the property here that I can buy right now for 155 and it doesn't need much work. It's kind of ready right now. Why should I buy your house when I can buy this one for 155 and just see what they say? And this is after like they won't tell you what their property is worth or maybe even after they do, right? You can ask them these questions. And then the next thing I like to do is right here, go to more filters, turn for sale off, sold on. And I like to go back in the last six to 12 months. I go to 12 months because that's going to give you more comps, obviously, right? Apply filters. So there's 65 homes. I'm going to actually zoom in and to get fewer. And you remember that house we're looking at is right in the center of this map. This is why I like Redfin. So now we have 20 homes. I sort this table by price. Now you may see it where it looks like this. It's just photos, but you can change it to table. And right here, you can sort it by price. And when I'm talking to the seller, I say, boy, I'm seeing some houses that sold here for 100, 103, 105, 129, 133. Now, obviously, these are going to need work, right? I'm sure, Mr. Seller, these houses aren't as nice as yours. But wow, I'm looking at one here that sold, uh, when did this sell? A few months ago, uh, not too far. Like This is literally a couple blocks away. And it looks very nice. And it sold for 135. One of the things I like to say to sellers when I'm talking to them about their price on the phone is, and this sold in December of 2020. I say, Mr. Seller, listen, could we reverse roles here? You put yourself in my shoes. Would you pay $200,000 for your house? Do you think that's a fair price? Ooh, great question, right? Now, maybe this one sold for so cheap because it does not have central air. It has these, uh, what do you call those things? Radiator, radiator heat. It's an older house. It's an older neighborhood. So maybe that's common out there. I don't know. Here's a house that sold. This is almost exactly the same size, same beds and baths. This house is gorgeous. Look at this thing, right? It's radiator heat, so it does not have central air. I don't, does it have air conditioning? I don't know. Kind of doubt it. But it sold for 137 now, now, what I'm looking for here is, this is the lower end, but let's also look at the higher end. If I sort this the other way around, from high to low, remember that seller, we're, they're selling it for 190 I'm trying to determine the ARV. And so these are sold homes in the last year. This one sold for 235. Is this a good similar property? This looks like a newer home, doesn't it? If I go to detail, it was built in 1994. Remember our house was built in 1910. That might not be a good comp. If you wanted to, you could go here to more filters. You could go to year built and say it had to have been built before 1950. Apply filters. Now we have 13 and I'm sorting from high to low now. Oh, this is interesting. The highest one is 178. Here's 167. It looks good, right? 159. This looks really nice. So I don't know. I don't see pictures for this 178. It might have sold, but it's on the other side of the river. The other cool thing too is you know, you can actually zoom out. And if you know this area well enough, you might say, listen, this side of the river is nice, this side of the river is bad. So you could go right here to draw and you can just draw. Let me try it again here. Click draw, and you can draw where you want to look on Zillow. And you just know this area is very similar right there. 
And then it'll give you the comps just in that area. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but let's just remove the outline. I'm looking at all the comps here. I have 15 in my search area. This one sold for 246. This one sold for 215, 178. Don't have pictures. This one sold for 165. And we determined, remember, in our, uh, let me move this thing here. In this offer thing, we determined the ARV averaging these things was 185. Well, looking at the comps here in Redfin, do you feel like 185 would be a good ARV after repair value? Ah, maybe we're pushing it a little bit, right? I wish I could see this picture here. But you know, this one sold for 167. Yeah. So what do you guys think on Zoom right now? Tell me what you think. And if you're watching this on YouTube and Facebook, tell me what you think in the comments down below. So maybe 155 is too high. Let's be, you know, I've always, I like being conservative. Let's say a good ARV today is 180. You want to go with 180? Let's do 180. 180. Let's do that. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes when you're making offers, it's like really hard to find um, good comps on a property. And you know what? You just sometimes you just got to guess the best guess you can and stick it out there on the market and see what the market tells you the ARV is. It doesn't matter what we think the value of the house is. It doesn't matter what we think the repairs are, the rent is, any of that. What matters is what our buyers think it's worth. So sometimes you just got to take your best guess. Don't overanalyze this thing. Don't spend too much time on it. Just come up with a number and put it in there. Your buyers will tell you if you're off or not. And then you can go back to the seller and adjust your price if you have to, right? You can go back and say, listen, I'm sorry. The numbers will not support this value. I, the numbers, the market will not bear this value. I underestimated the resale value. I blame it on the three R's when I'm renegotiating with a seller. We underestimated the repairs. We underestimated the rent. We overestimated the rent. We thought the rent would be higher. And we um, overestimated the retail the retail value of the house. Anyway, so sometimes you just don't know. Get it at the lowest price you can and use that as your ARV. So let's say the ARV is really 180. Let's go to next. Now here's my cash offer. This is where I make cash offers and I use two methods for making a cash offer. Number one, I use the ARV times 70% minus repairs minus fee. That's your standard Mayo formula, okay? ARV times 70% minus repairs minus your fee. Now, if you're in a hot market like San Diego, LA, you know, San Francisco, New York, you might use 80%, okay? But I'd be real careful with that. Um, now, let's look at, I usually do 70%, especially in the small towns. Square footage is 3260, right? Repairs. Do you think, do you guys think this house needs any repairs? Let's look at it again here. Let's look at the pictures. Maybe the driveway. Going to need some landscaping in the front, don't you think? Maybe some tuck pointing. I don't know. I'm just if, once you see like these I, these uh, ivies, whatever, growing into the uh, into the side of the house, might need some driveway work. But the kitchen looks really nice. You probably want to paint this room. Bathroom looks really nice. You might want to paint this room. So it's going to need some real basic cosmetics, especially in the front. So you know, what if we did five bucks a square foot? That's sixteen grand. That's pretty high. Let's just make it 10, all right? And I want to make at least a $10,000 wholesale fee. So my cash offer using method one is going to be $106,000. You think the seller is going to accept that? No, they have it listed for 190. Why on earth would I make an offer for 106? Well, blame the numbers, okay? All right, now let's look at the method number two is the average of the lowest sold. Now here's the problem with that. This method works best if there's a property that needs a lot of work. So if I were to look at the lowest solds and average them and times that by 80%, you know, that's that's going to give me a ridiculous low number. Because remember in Redfin, we were looking here, 
we have 101, I mean, 100, 103, 105, 129, 133. If we were to average that, that would probably be like 110 times 80% might be like $85,000, $90,000, which is going to be, well, let's just do it here. I'll show you. Okay. I'm going to write these numbers down. Do 100, 103, 105, 900, 129, 900, 133, 900. Now, these are probably properties that needed work. They needed updating. That's why they sold for so cheap. So we'll put this in here anyway. Let's do, where did my numbers go? 100, uh, 103, 105, 900, 129, 900, uh, 133. Now, if I have a VA, by the way, the VA will put the addresses in here for me if the VAs are doing this for me. All right, so the average of those is 114. I'm going to multiply that by 80%. So now I have two different cash offers. Can you see this? Method one is the Mayo formula, 106. And method two is the average of the lowest three or four or five times 80%. So now I can decide which one I want to use. I'm just going to use the bigger one. Now in my cash offers, let's do a $1,000 earnest money deposit. Let's give them a deadline of Saturday or whatever. Um, when I when I make a cash offer for 106, I I'm going to sell it to an investor for 10 uh, 116, right? I need to make sure if I sell it, can I sell it for 116? What does my competition look like? And this is when I go back to Redfin. I'm going to say for uh, sold off, sold. I'm sorry, for sale on, sold off, right? And I just want to see what is my competition. Am I going to be able to sell this thing for 116? And I think I am. Like here's a house for 138. Needs a little bit of updating. This was 164, 165. So I'm just looking at my competition. I, I feel pretty good. And this one is way over here. This one looks weird. This looks like, looks like the backyard. But um, anyway, the uh, could I sell my house for 116? I think I could, right? I mean, worst case, I just wholetail it. So I buy it and uh, maybe paint those two rooms and f- do some landscaping and put it back on the MLS. I think I could sell it really quickly. So I feel good about that price. Let's just stick with it. All right, now we're going to click next. Now my lease option. This is kind of what Beverly, who submitted um, this property, asked about. So you guys are asking me some good questions here in the Zoom chat. I'll try to get to those. Now, when I do a sandwich lease option offer, I usually want to get at least 15% minimum equity in the deal. So what I like to do is I look to look at of the as-is value. So I look at, well, the ARV is 180. It needs about 10,000 repairs. So the as-is value is 170. I want at least 15% equity of the as-is value. So I want at least 25 grand in equity. So I will give the seller an option price of 144,500. Market rents, we determined about 1795, right? For cash flow, I usually want to get at least 25% of the rent for cash flow. So I get $448 a month in cash flow. So I'm going to give the seller 1346 in rent. Option deposit, I usually pay the seller uh, one month's rent. So I'll do $1,500 option deposit. And I try to get it for five years. Now, wholesaling lease option offer, I'll just give the seller whatever price they want. Now, they, they're trying to sell it for $190. My as-is value is $170. I'm just going to do something in the middle, $180. $1,795 a month in rent. I'll pay $100 option deposit and let's do two years. All right. We'll show you on the screen later what that looks like. Now, let's go to next. Owner financing offer. This is where I have two owner financing offers, principal-only payments and interest-only payments. Now, there's a hundred different ways you can do this. This I'm just kind of throwing something together to get something that is um, ballpark of where I might be. This is like I'm, I'm throwing a bunch of things at the wall to see what sticks almost, right? 
And again, I don't know if there's a mortgage on the house or not, but that doesn't matter. I'm still going to just make an offer anyway. So the as is value is 170, but she's listing it for 190. What if I, you know, when I give her $180,000 offer with principal only payments, would you do that? Yeah. Down payment, should I put any money down? Uh, let's do 5%. And you can always just change that here. Let's make it 10,000 down. Market rent is $17.95. My principal only payments, I usually like to do it at half of what the rents would be. So I'm going to give her principal only payments of $897.50, which means what? I'm going to pay it off. It's going to be free and clear in 16 years. Now, let's say I offer interest only payments. So if I'm giving her, it's either price or terms. If I'm giving her better terms, the price needs to be lower. So I want to, I want at least like a 5% discount on the price, maybe 10% discount. And uh, for down payment, I'm going to do less down. So I might do, well, here I was doing 5% down. I could do 10% down up here and let's do 5% down. So I'll do less money down here. And interest, I'll, I'll offer 3% interest and I'll offer to do a balloon in 10 years. Now you're looking at this thinking, what? Why would you, why would you do that? Um, well, cash flow. I'm going to pay, now I'm going to, the property is worth maybe 180 now. In five years, it might be worth 220. And I'm going to be cash flowing at least three, $400 a month on this deal. And I can use the extra cash flow to pay down the principal. So I could pay this off in 10 years if I was really aggressive with the pay down, but I'm getting a tenant now. to. So anyway, um, there's different ways you can structure this. There's a hundred different ways, but I got principal only payments and I have interest only payments. And let's click submit here. What's going to happen is it gives you now some different, it gives you a bunch of different downloads and letters, three different letters of intent, a cash offer only, a one page with three options, a one page seller report, and a blind owner financing offer. Somebody's asking, why not zero interest? Um, I did do a zero interest. It's that principal only payments. That was the first option up there. And you'll see here. So letter of intent one is going to have cash sandwich lease option owner financing. LOI two is going to be cash sandwich lease option, wholesaling lease option. Number three is going to be Cash owner financing with interest only payments and owner financing with principal only payments. That's 0% interest. And then I'm going to have a one pager with three options, which is going to include the cash sandwich lease option and owner financing with principal only payments. All right. So now I can download these things. I'm going to download them and show you kind of what they look like here. So everything I just showed you there is kind of how I make my offers, right? Let me do my do not disturb here. So I don't get any notifications popping up while I share my screen. I need to do a new screen share of that. All right. So now I'm, I'm going to open up LOI 1, LOI 2, LOI 3, cash offer, one page, one page, blind owner finance. So I'm opening, I'm opening up a bunch of uh, Word documents here. And here we go. Here's LOI number one. This is a uh, cover letter. You notice it puts your information at the top here. Seller's information right here. Dear Elizabeth, it was great talking with you today about your house at address. Please review the different options we may be able to offer to buy your house. If you have any questions, call me. Now, this is a Word document, so you can go in here and edit this, right? You can change this. You may want to change Illinois to IL, and you may not like the uh, the comma there. So anyway, this is a three-option letter of intent. All cash. Here we go, 106000 Lease purchase option, owner financing, uh, uh, lease purchase sandwich lease option, 144 and owner financing of 180, okay? So what I like to try to do when I'm making my three options, I like to make it where it's get the price gets higher, kind of an equal equal uh, steps almost, right? 106, 144, 180. So I can give the seller more for their property if they're willing to wait longer for it. The longer they're willing to wait, 
the higher, more off, more uh, higher price I can give to them. Okay. So this again is a cash offer 106. Now, if you look at this and they're like, no, I don't want to do a cash offer because it's going to hack them off. Then just delete it and and do option one and option two. And this is the the word document. Okay. And send that to them. I'm going to bring it, put it back in here though. You can see the sandwich lease option. I'm going to pay her $13.46 a month in rent. I'm going to rent it out for $17.95 a month. I'm going to buy it for $145 and I'm going to sell it for maybe $185. Owner financing, this is my long-term buy and hold cash flow wealth building retirement strategy. I'm going to pay full price for it. I'm going to put $18,000 down. Where does that money come from? Either my bank account or I get a private investor. And I'm going to pay $897 a month principal only payments. For 15 years, that's my initial offer. What if she says, I want interest or I want to be, I don't want to wait 15 years or whatever. Then I might just, okay, well, what interest rate do you want? Depending on what they say, my purchase price will go down. My down payment will go down. Um, if they don't want to wait 15 years, they only want to wait five. I might uh, do a, you know, lower the price a little bit, whatever. So my cash flow is going to be a few hundred bucks on this. Not a ton, but I also have to pay, remember, taxes and insurance. One thing you could do is you could turn around and sell this on a wraparound mortgage on a land contract to an owner-occupant, or you could just keep it as a long-term rental. You'll pay this thing off, and if you accelerate your payments a little bit, you'll pay it off in 10 years. You get tons and tons of equity in this deal very, very quickly. Okay, then the next page is here. I'm not going to spend much time on this. This page explains what a lease option is, gives a summary of the benefits of a lease option. And then it has a bunch of frequently asked, three pages, three pages of frequently asked questions. Cool. Now, um, number two, LOI number two is a um, something similar, but it now has um, an all cash offer, a lease purchase, sandwich lease option offer, and a wholesaling lease option or lease option assignment offer. All right. It goes, you know, you can see the price here is similar, but this assignment, this lease option assignment here, that means I'm just going to get it under contract with a lease option with the seller, and I'm going to sell or assign my lease option to a tenant buyer for a $5,000 assignment fee, and then I'm going to be done and out of the deal. That's just an assignment. And again, there's more pages of what a lease option is and the frequently asked questions. The third letter of intent that I like to use is right here. And this is, um, let's look, cash, seller financing one and seller financing two. So two different seller financing offers. And you may not like this. You can change it, you know, but this first one is cash 106, seller financing 162, which is interest, 3% interest only payments. You notice I'm going to have a balance due of 153 in 10 years. That doesn't sound like a good deal. Well, maybe, maybe it is because that house is worth 180 today. It's going to be worth 250 in 10 years, let's say. And so I'm going to have 100 grand in equity. I'm going to have 10 years of three, $400 a month cash flow. It's a great deal. And how many of these can you have? You know, banks limit you on how much, um, how many properties you can own, but you can have a, an infinite amount of these types of properties, right? I'm just asking the seller to carry back financing. Now, principal only payments, I'll give the seller full price. I'll give them a great down payment here. Principal only payments, this is a great deal. And you may think, how am I going to get 18 grand? And maybe you need to borrow some money for repairs or whatnot, right? But like I'm telling you, it's easy to find private investors for this. Caroline is asking here in the Zoom chat, how do you know which letter to send to the seller? I don't know, whichever one you want. You know, if you want to give them a cash offer, lease option offer, and owner financing offer, send them number number uh, two, one. 
If you want only lease option offers, send them number two. If you want only seller financing offers, send them letter number three. It's up to you. Now, this one's a little different. It has what are the what is the owner financing and the summary of the benefits. And I did not include an FAQ for this, but I just have this one page report, how to sell your house as is at a fair price on the date of your choice. I borrowed this with permission from Richard Roop, the guy who wrote it. Super cool guy. That's a cool report that you can add to that, okay? Um, let's say you want to send the uh, just a cash offer to the seller. Well, here's a document that this software creates that I love. Let's say I just want to send a cash offer. And this is, again, Word. So like you can fix things like removing the, the, uh, the, the decimals. If you want to make this a different font, you can you know choose whatever you want. Let's make it Calibri, okay? Here's my one-page contract. So this is an awesome one-page contract, by the way. And I lost some formatting when I changed the uh, font. So it kind of broke it up into two pages. Let's see if I can fix that. Here we go. And this is, uh, this is something I borrowed from Chris Chico, my man, with permission. And uh, he's got these two tables in here. Chris Chico is awesome. Go check him out on his YouTube channel. He's got an amazing, some amazing videos. He's got a great course. He's the go-to guy for how to do Facebook ads for real estate investors. Go check out Chico's website, um, flipanywhere.com or his YouTube channel. Just, just search for Chris Chico. But this is a table like, hey, here are all the benefits when you sell your property to us. And then here's another one. There's two ways to sell your properties. You can determine the price, prepare the home, advertise the home, wait for an offer, advertise, wait for an offer, hold an open house, wait for an offer, show properties to buyers, wait for an offer, negotiate a sales price, make the repairs, prepare the contracts, coordinate the follow-up with the title company, or sell your house to us, get a check at closing. And so you can take these documents. So like if I wanted to send this to the seller, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save it as a PDF, all right? And let's say I have this lead in my FreedomSoft. Do, 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 do. This was a deal that I was playing with at, at the workshop. Um, let's say somebody somebody give me in Zoom chat, give me your cell phone number. This property came. Oh, yeah, this is a demo property here. Um, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's do a new lead. I'm going to do a new lead. And this will be my Zillow demo campaign. Let's just call it. No, no, no. Uh, where'd it go? Shoot. Let's do. Let's just do this one here. Seller's name was, uh, okay, Caroline gave me her number. Caroline, Caroline, what's your email address, if you don't mind? The address of the property. All right, there's her email address. So let's say Caroline was the owner. And by the way, in FreedomSoft, you can uh, click find owner right here, and you can do that, and it'll give you the owner's name and um, the owner's name and address. And if you save those fields to the lead, it puts it right down here. All right. So anyway, let's say Caroline was the owner. That's her email address. And that is her um, cell phone number. <clears throat> and I just created that document in here, right? In my automated offer pro software. To edit the offer details, you can click this link and the software sends you a link to edit this, uh, this offer later on. And so you can right click this and click on and go to save, or, I'm sorry, copy link address. Right click on that, go to copy link address. So when you're in your FreedomSoft, you can just paste that URL right there into the offer link, okay? And then, you know, a week later, a month later, you just go to that link, you copy it, and I'm going to go into an incognito window because it does so it doesn't know that I'm logged into anywhere else. And I'm going to hit enter, and I can go back to that actual property right here. Here's the after repair values and all of that that I did before. And I might want to change something, you know, make a better off, lease option offer, better owner financing offer, whatever. And I can change it and hit submit. And then it's going to give me my new downloads down here. Does that make sense? All right. So let's say I want to send the cash offer 
to the seller. So I'm going to go to attachments. I'm going to attach that file I just turned into a PDF. It was this one, right? Yep. So I'm going to attach it. And so Caroline, I'm going to send you a text here and I want you to reply to the text. Let me know that you got it. Okay. So get ready. I click on view and see this URL up here. I'm going to copy this URL and I'm going to text it to her. I'm going to click on right here, SMS. I'm going to say, hey, Caroline, here is an offer that I am going to send to you or something. I might say, it was great talking with you today. I can't. Here's an offer that I'm going to send to you. Here is an offer. Let's just say that. And I paste that link, that URL in there, click send SMS. So I just sent her a text. I'm also going to send her an email. So there's a couple of things I can do. I can click email from here or I can click email from here. I'm going to click her email here. It opens up a pop-up window. I have a template here. I'm just going to pick one at random. Uh, I got a bunch of them. How about... All right. Here's a standard email. Okay. And I can click on this. I'm going to attach that offer and I'm going to send her an email. Boom. Just like that. I sent her an email. So Caroline, let me know in the chat and or in the text when you get that text and when you get that email. I just emailed it to her. Go to communications. That's the text I sent. There's the email I sent. I could actually even call her right now. Caroline, I'm going to, Caroline, I'm going to call you. I don't know if this is work going to work because I'm on Zoom right now. Normally, you get a headset on. It's dialing her. I don't know if you can hear it. Hey, Caroline, Joe, how are you? Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Respond to my text, would you? Yeah, I can't it. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Just hung up. Now, there was an echo because she heard me on Zoom, and I was also calling her on her phone right now. But this is the great thing about FreedomSoft. You can use that communication with them. Okay. Let me refresh my page, and you should see her response here in just a minute. She'll respond to my text. It comes in a minute. You can see my outbound call. And I also record my phone call. So it recorded that 60-minute call. And you'll hear, you'll see the replay button here in a minute. All right, cool. Now, I'm going to... I sent her the offer. I always want to change the status to something. Maybe this is an active lead. Okay? And I want to go to tasks. And I want to remind myself to follow up with her. Follow up. I'll assign it to me. I'm going to follow up with her tomorrow. What's tomorrow on the 16th? Boom, just like that. Now I have made an offer. I've sent it to her. Oh, and one more thing. That's really cool. I always want to send offers in the mail, in the physical mail. And there's a way to do that with Click2Mail. And there's a service with Click2Mail called Email2Mail. And if you click on this right here, oops, not this, right here, Click2Mail, Email2Mail. What it does is you send an email to Click2Mail if you have, a pre, if you have credits in there. You attach a file, you attach your letter, you send it to Click2Mail, and in the subject line, you put the seller's name and mailing address. Click2Mail will get the email, will print the attachment, and send it in the physical mail to whoever is in the subject line. It's really amazing. It's super cheap, too. So I'm going to click on email right here, and I'm going to send it to Click2Mail right now. All right. Just like that, if I click send email, and I'm not going to do this, it would send that attachment, Click2Mail, would get it the same day or next business day, would mail it in the physical mail to the seller, which is awesome. Now, why would you do physical mail? Why not just email? Because emails are easy to get lost. They go into spam. The seller may see it and never open it or may think, I'll look at it later. But if it's in a direct mail, everybody almost, almost everybody opens almost all of their direct mail, right? And uh, they're going to, um, they're going to open it. They may not keep it now, but they're going to put it maybe in their junk drawer for looking at it later. Here's the thing. You're, this is something your competition is not doing. One of the most important rules in real estate is marketing every day, right? Number two, talk to five sellers a day. Number three, 
make an offer to every seller you talk to. And number four, you want to follow up with every single seller you make an offer to, okay? So if you're sending four offers a day, five offers a day, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get a bunch of leads to follow up with. And then what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen after three, four, six months of follow-up? Hey, Mr. Seller, I'm calling you again about that house. You probably don't remember me, um, but I, I sent you an offer a month ago about your property. I'm just curious. Have you sold it yet? Do you have any other properties you might want to sell? Guys, your deals will come from the follow-up. Follow-up is the most important thing that you should be doing. And so it's better to follow up with a real offer that you send to sellers. Because then you can say, hey, I'm following up with that offer I sent you a month ago. So important. So send it in the physical mail. You don't have to do this click-to-mail thing, right? You can just print this. Go right here. Print it to your printer. This is what I have my sons do. My sons are sending physical offers in the mail to sellers, of uh, homeowners of vacant land vacant land owners. And uh, I'm just making it do it old school because he handwrites the address on the envelope and it's more likely to get open. But yeah, just print these things, stick them in an envelope, put a stamp on it, hand address the envelope and send it to the sellers. I promise you, it makes you stand out. It's something your competition's not doing. And if you follow up, you're going to do deals. Really simple. Okay. I want to show you one more thing here in FreedomSoft and then we'll wrap this up. Um, digital signatures right here. If you click sign, you can do digital signatures here. So if I wanted to send it to um, Caroline, I think. Uh, Carol, I don't know how to spell your name. Caroline, cool. It's uploading the file right now, so it's going to take just a minute. It's a, it's a four-page letter. There you go. I'm going to click Next. And if I wanted to, I could scroll down to where I want the signature. Uh, the seller goes right there. And I assign Caroline. Make it required. Cool. I'm also going to drag the date right there. And it's going to be Caroline. So you don't need DocuSign anymore or write signature. You can do all of your digital signatures right inside of FreedomSoft. It's included. Super helpful. Very powerful. All right, let me just go back and cancel that. Now, the cool thing is with FreedomSoft is when they are done signing it. Uh, how do you cancel out of this? When they are done signing it, um, this signed copy will just show up right here in the attachments. So you don't have to go find it in your email and upload it into here after you download it and all that. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and complete this task because I don't want to remind myself to follow up and not know what's going on. Let's see if she's responded yet. For some reason, I don't see your response, Caroline. Did you respond to my text? And so here's a recording of the call. All right. So I don't know why I've not seen her response yet. Caroline, if you would type in the Zoom chat, did you respond to the text? It should have come from this phone number right here, 314-408-5792. She said on the phone call, she got my text. Well, you know what? I see your response right here. Okay. <laughs> Caroline, you've done this before. I have, okay, I've used Caroline's number before in another demonstration from another campaign, which is interesting. So this phone number, which is Caroline's, I used it in a campaign I was demoing called Yellow Letters to Zillow, Maryland. And so her text response did show up, but it showed up in my in another lead. And here's her other response, follow-up, second response. So um, if this was a unique number, normally it is, right? Because you know, you're know you just dealing with one seller for one house. Um, the, her response is right here. Got it. Second response here would show up in that lead that I was just working on right here. But it's not showing up here because I have that same phone number in two different leads in FreedomSoft. All right. you can. There's a way you can merge those two, by the way, together. You can merge them together, but I but don't need to do that here. All right. So what do you guys think? If you want to get this software, which I think is the greatest thing since sliced bread and sliced cheese, 
and sliced cucumbers, which my wife does all the time. She cuts, she gets these great cucumbers and you have to get the ones that are individually wrapped in plastic because they're better for you, I guess. And then you still have to wash them, of course, but then you slice them. And we always have sliced cucumbers on our table, which is awesome. If you want this thing, go to partnerwithjoe.net, partnerwithjoe.net. And the cool thing is here, when you can get the, the, there's a free version you can get that will do just the cash offer part. So when you're looking at this thing, it will do the, um, these first four windows. It'll do the, your info, the property info, the after repair value, and the cash offer for the free version. If you want the lease option and the owner financing, you need to join partner with Joe and it's only seven bucks. Okay. So go check out partnerwithjoe.net. All right, guys. Appreciate you all very much. This has gone a little bit longer than I normally do these things, but I hope you uh, appreciated this and got some value out of it. Here's the whole point. The big lesson I hope you guys take away from this, okay? Make an offer to every seller that you talk to, number one. Number two, send the offers in the physical mail. Number three, always give the sellers options, okay? Give the seller a cash offer and a lease option offer and an owner financing offer, especially if they're cold leads and they don't want to sell right now. They they they, or they don't need to sell right now. They may want to sell, but they don't need to sell. They're not super motivated, right? Send them multiple different offers and then follow up. Send them that same offer every 30 days. That's how you do deals. I'm telling you, this actually works. This is how it works. Some of you on Zoom are saying, how do we find this recording? It's in the YouTubes and it's in uh, the Facebook group. So um, that's it. Let's wrap this up, guys. Appreciate you. If you're watching this on YouTube, again, please subscribe to this channel. Give me a thumbs up, like this video. I'd really appreciate it. Let me know in the comments what you think. Do you have any questions? Um, if you'd like this calculator, go to partnerwithjoe.net. And if you're watching this on Facebook, hi, how's it going? Please like this video as well. Comment down below. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions about this, I really appreciate it. We will see you guys later. I appreciate you all very much. 